Welcome to another episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host at number one, and soon we shall be joined by our panel of guests. Tonight we're going to talk about getting ready for war. These days we're in your guns won't do. I don't care if it's a high-powered rifle or a high-caliber pistol, it simply won't do. I'm sure that many people have heard of spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare is resisting, overcoming, and defeating the enemy's lives in the form of deception, temptations, and accusations that he sends our way. Spiritual warfare is dealing with three key things the enemy sends at us. Temptations, deceptions, and accusations. Arm yourselves. We're going to war. Good evening. Good evening. All right. Are you ready for war? No, but I guess I need to get ready. Yeah. I mean... Go ahead. No, I was just saying, yeah, I think we all should be getting ready. Yeah. Are you? Uh, I'm probably as ready, um, as more ready than some because I can actually rec- I recognize it. For what it is um, That's That's the only Level of readiness I have Okay At what point do you recognize it? At what point do I recognize it? Yeah As far as what stage in my life Or how can you tell the difference? How can you tell the difference between um, a, a spiritual warfare and, let's say, your... Hold on, i got to go back to the description. It says spiritual warfare is dealing with three key things the enemy stands out as temptation, deception, and accusations. How do you... So when you're dealing with those three th- three things, how do you recognize it as being a spiritual warfare or um, an actual actual deceit or an intentional deceit or an intentional accusation? I mean, temptation can range from um, temptations to break your diet, temptations to not work out, temptations to smoke, drink, um, have, you know, affairs or, you know what I mean? How do you recognize Mm -hmm. the difference? Well, I believe that when you know what you walk with God, when you, um, I guess, go outside of the norm, his norm, which is essentially becomes your norm, 
I think that's when it it becomes that. When you go outside of his norm. What well, well what he would have you do him. Okay. If he in the in the um deception. When let's let's start with deception. Okay, I'm going to stand by. Okay, the deception, the act of deceiving someone, a thing that deceives. Okay, so to deceive, you got deceit, deceitfulness, duplicity, uh, double dealing, fraud, fraudulent, cheating, trickery, duping, hoodwinking, all that good stuff. So when we say deception is is making something seem like it is but it isn't defrauding. That's one way because when you know what something is, the enemy will deceive you to make you think or recognize it as something else. Okay. Is is that not fair? Um, I I think I'm just trying to make sure I understood or understand what you're saying. You said when the enemy is trying to make you think. So an example of deception could be um me saying to you um make this investment and telling you that, you know, you're going to get 20% return in in four days or what have you, right? And then, you know, you're interested, you're on board and going with the investment, you give me the money. Then I take your money and, you know, I go get high or I go, you know, um, indulge in whatever my guilty pleasure or whatever it is I want to do, and in four days you don't see a return, nor can you find me. So I've deceived you. Um, I'm a fraud. At that moment when we're having a discussion about the investment, you have no idea that I am deceiving you. It's not until the fourth day when you're supposed to get your 20% plus your investment that you realize, wait a minute, you know, something ain't right. Let me, you know, my money not in my account. Let me call my broker. And then my my phone is disconnected and, you know, I'm basically hard ass. At that point, you realize it's deception. How can you tell that it's spiritual 
versus just a simple con. When it's spiritual, so when when God do things, I'm, I'm going to start over here. When God do things, it's unexplanatory. There's no explanation. It's just you know that, that God's hand is in it. When it's spiritual, to me it's the same, but when it's unexplanatory in a negative way, it's like the enemy's hand is in there. Now, God can allow the enemy to test you. Does that make sense? Yes. So it'll be you. It would be on a spiritual level if gambling was your demon. When it's when it's when it's the temptation. But now, don't make no mistake about it. Now, if gambling is your demon, you should not go to a damn casino. Right, but this is this is a temptation. Um, it's it's a gamble, but it's not in the form of what you are familiar with. So, seeing an investment, there too was a gamble because you're expecting a return. Yeah, um, but all the time the gambler try to adjust the odds in his favor. It's not just about you know, somebody else is in the turn of something else. The gambler is, you know, essentially looking at the odds and stacking the deck in his favor through research. So, what, so that's how he places his wager. So would, could it be, I guess that's my question, is could a situation like that be deemed as spiritual warfare versus, you know, a, a good old con or, you know, or a simple bet or, you know, not a simple bet or, or just a mishap in, in an investment or what have you. How do you know when the demon is coming for you? How do you know when the the intent is to kill and destroy how can you tell the difference when it's a, a simple uh, miscommunication or a simple lack of judgment versus an all-out attack? Is it repetitive? Do they keep coming? Like, do the occurrence get, occurrences get more frequent? And so that says, okay, wait a minute. This is more than just, you know, um, this is more than just, Somebody trying to, you know, con me. This is, this is, you know, like something is trying to destroy me. I don't think. I think that. Um, Betty, let me bring between in, and then I'll answer that question real quick. Okay. Doc, good evening. Good evening, twin. Good evening, Miss Quick. How y'all doing? Well, thank you. Yeah, thank but you. Good um, heard your question in regards to the difference between, I believe, that spiritual warfare and someone trying to intentionally deceive you. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I was listening, just trying to get information and everything about what you're talking about with regards to that point. Um, and I do understand your question um, because when you're in a situation, you're trying to determine is this the enemy coming at me or someone intentionally trying to deceive me or put me in a position um, that will harm me, hurt me, whether it's physical, financial, mental, or any of those aspects. Um, for me, it it kind of is inclusive in a way um, because the devil can use people, whether they're close to you or people you don't know. Um, you know the old saying, wolf in sheep's clothing. Some people can get close to you in order to hurt you but try to be friends with you. Um, I've seen that in many occasions where people would try to become close to me or try to become close to my parents um, as they were in the church in order to gain things, financial gains from them, but they really never meant my parents any good. And a lot of times my parents would be hurt financially because they had big hearts um, and wanted to help people and wanted to better people. Um, you know, did they believe they were being deceived at the time or anything of that nature? Probably not. Um, but a person's spirit can be very cunning in a way where it can put you in a spiritual warfare, but a different kind of spiritual warfare because because of that incident, it could make somebody's heart turn very cold and they may not want to help somebody else who may have good intentions and they really do want help, really do want to learn from you. Um, but you may have a spiritual battle going on because of that deception that one person did to you. It put a bad taste in your mouth. And now you're, if someone else comes along, you may be a little more apprehensive to try to put yourself back in that position of helping or being a friend with that particular person. Um, so it could be a spiritual warfare in that category, just with that regard. The other spiritual warfare is when you kind of feel the attack, when it just seems like things are going good, and next thing you know, you're just being hit left and right, left and right. And, I mean, it's just like an onslaught. And like Twin said, you know, God do allow the devil to try us just like he did in the Bible with Job. You know, Job was a righteous and upright man. He had all these things, and God said, hey, have you tried my servant Job? So God will allow the devil to try us and to put us in a warfare, put us in the test, but it's to help better us uh, spiritually and to help us get through, help us gain what we need to gain through the test, but also to help us gain spiritually at the same time. Um, so that's why I say with the temptation and with spiritual warfare, I think it's all grouped together, but it may just be different kind of warfare that you're going through. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It does to me. I think that um, part part of, you know, once you start a, a spiritual journey, you will get tempted. You will get tempted by a lot. Uh, especially when you're a babe in the situation, uh, you should change your thoughts as long as your ways. And in my mind, it's like um, 
if I'm a gambler, and I, I'm usually going to the casino or the, or the or the the domino house or what have you, I'm not trying to think about it, nor am I trying to go there because the temptation. I'm not strong enough yet to fight off the temptation. You know what I mean? And the enemy gonna come at you, even though you may go there and be like, "Nah, I ain't playing." Everybody go know who you are and recognize you as the old player versus, you know, you going to, let's say, another place where nobody knows you, nobody's going to tempt you if you say, no, nah, man, I don't, I don't get down. You know what I mean? That's a temptation. A heck of a temptation. Does that answer your question this quick? Yes, it does. Thank you. Now, in regards to to people, um, oftentimes I've seen and and heard where it's the closest to you that that is used to, I guess, bring about, and sometimes it may not even be on them. It may be to strengthen you. Um, so let's say if it's, if it's me and my twin, and and my twin and I, you know, keep getting into it, it ain't because of him. It could be God using us to strengthen me. Twin, am I right? Absolutely. You want to elaborate on absolutely. that for me? Yeah, absolutely. I think just because, like I said, you can have disagreements and you can have opinions, but that doesn't mean that because we disagree that, you know, we have an issue, we having a fight or we having a problem or no, that's a, it does not have to be that disagreements can be healthy disagreements where uh, we both have different perspectives, but yet we're educating and learning from each other at the same time. I may look at something one way, my twin may look at something a different way, and we both can come to a common ground or a common understanding uh, about that situation. So, yeah, just because you have disagreement um, doesn't necessarily mean it's a negative thing. And like, a lot of my friends that I've even talked to one today, he was like, you never agree with me. And I told him, I'm like, I'm your friend. I'm not supposed to agree with you. I'm going to tell you the truth, whether that's right or whether that's for your position or against your position. I'm going to give you the truth or give you a different angle to look at something to see if you can look at it from that perspective. But like I said, uh, it's okay to have healthy disagreement. It doesn't mean that just because we may butt heads all the time about a certain issue or this, that, and the third, that, uh, that we're not sharpening each other and improving each other. You're yeah, absolutely right. I know uh, for me, uh, I'm kind of through – you know, am I playing, playing a situation over my head? And it's like, okay, well, um, just because somebody do something different than you doesn't mean they're wrong. You know what I mean? Um, and, and respect that difference. Period. So I believe that ego, maybe I don't want to say an inflated ego, but ego, period is a tool for spiritual warfare. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts on that? I think ego is definitely a tool to spiritual warfare. Um, 
I think I think the problem with with spiritual warfare is that um, it can get more. It can get emotional, meaning when you're in spiritual warfare, even though, you know, in first, if you don't understand what it is you're in, it's, it can be emotional and, and overwhelming because you don't understand what, what you're in. And then even once you, once you understand, okay, this is spiritual warfare, this is not for me to fight, um, I think the attack or the attacks on you in spiritual warfare Attack where, and it it makes you something that you're usually not. So, for instance, if if you're usually um, emotional, the attack will make you less so. You see what I mean? Or if you're usually um, more, you know what I mean. So it 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 hits you from a different perspective, and I think that's the deception um, part of it, right? Because things you used to do, you, you know, you no longer do. Why? Because, you know, you may be tired of, you know, I don't know, um, you drive on one street going to work and, you know, traffic is normally heavy regardless. And so, but you enjoy the street because it gives you a chance to listen to the radio show and, you know, give you a chance to kind of get in work mode, and then suddenly when you're under attack, you have road rage on the same street that you drive on every day that's usually relaxing because it gives you the time that you need to either prepare for work or unwind from home. You see what I mean? So the road hasn't changed, the, the traffic hasn't changed, but you're more emotional about it and having road rage because you're in the spiritual warfare. Mm. Mm. That's true. That is that is true. Uh, that's all I got to say about that. Doc, what's your thoughts? I definitely agree with that. Um, you know, that's what normally happens sometimes when you're in that particular place where where you kind of normally get peace and and you kind of take a route that normally, you know, satisfies you and give you peace and stuff. But sometimes when you're going through things emotionally, those things that give you peace sometimes don't give you peace. And, and you're kind of just toiling and going through. And mm-hmm. your perspective has changed. It weighs on you. A lot of things that you normally would be kind of helps you and kind of just motivates you is no longer there. And, um that's when sometimes you know that you're going through. When it's a trying time, when it's difficult for you to just keep focused, and you're like, okay, what's going on? Something's different, and 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 you just you just know. And spiritually, you're, you're being pulled. At least I know what doing and what I go through. It's like you're spiritually being pulled, and that's when you kind of, all right, I gotta reset myself. You know. Let me do something extra. I need to start fasting. I need to start praying. I need to start getting my mind right, getting my getting my gospel going more in the morning. I got to set my mind in a different frame of mindset to help change that attitude, change what that is. Um, so, yeah, I definitely agree. You know, when you're going through stuff, you're, you feel that change happening. Sometimes people don't realize it, but when you do, 
you got to try to pull back and get a hold on to those things that you know can help you get through it. Man, you know, it, it dawned on me um, some time ago. And then uh, one day, well, no, today, I uh, I told Miss Quick, I almost, you know, I almost cuss you out. I've never said this. Never, ever said this. And it sit back and it's like, where the hell did this come from? Of, you know, all all days and all times and all this day. You know what I mean? And uh, without giving the, the entire story, it, it 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 blew me away because that's not something that I've ever done, and it's not something that you know that's a, a very abnormal uh, hell behavior for me, if that makes sense. So in my mind, it can't be anything else because everything else is as normal as it would be. But a response to something else took it to that level. You know what I mean? So, like y'all say, you know, it's the same road. It's the same amount of traffic. But it hit differently. You know what I mean? So, Miss Quick, I apologize. Uh yeah, Doc. What's your, what's, your, what's your thoughts about that? Not about what I said, but just a scenario. Oh, I, I, I get the scenario. Because um, I think about it is when you know yourself, and I know myself. And a lot of times when um, when I'm in a position where I know when I'm tired or didn't get much sleep, like my patience is very low. So I don't try to talk to people or be around people because that, that leash that normally I can just let stuff roll off my back, that ain't there no more. And and yeah. sometimes I can take stuff out of context and I can snap and be very snappy and very this. So I know that about myself. So I know when that Taurus horns is kind of raising up, and I'm like, all right, I gotta just, I like, I just gotta be away from people. I don't need to be around nobody. I just need to be by myself, cause I know me, and I know that any little small thing could be blown out of proportion. And I'm ready to snap, um, yeah. but I know that's how I am. Um, so when um sometimes when I'm going through certain things, there's probably a limited of people I will probably communicate with, but I've also only communicate with certain people anyway because I don't allow a lot of people to have close contact with me. So the people who, you know, I will communicate with are people who I can somewhat just gain strength from by just talking to them to get my mind right, just to kind of reset myself and, you know, kind of think differently, get myself together. And sometimes they can know I'm going through, sometimes they can't, but sometimes it's just hearing their voice, Hearing them speak to you, hearing them talk to you kind of just can help me get myself back together and kind of reset myself. 
Um, so I do get what you say. Because when you're going through, you feel like everything is against you, and sometimes you just need to hear that supportive voice, just somebody just to say, hey, how are things going? Somebody to care, somebody to just see how you're doing, and you don't know how that could kind of shift a person's mindset and be like, you know what? Even though I'm going through, I ain't by myself. God is with me, and God still put people in my life that could still be there for me too. Absolutely. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, what he's saying, just, just that, you know, I think that it's important to understand those moments when you're having them because the people that are standing with you to help fight the spiritual warfare battle it, are, are not the people that are standing against you. And it's, it's again, that, that deception, you know, making you think that everything is against you when that's absolutely not the case. Um, so, I mean, quite honestly, you know, one, I accept your apology, you know, I appreciate it. And two, is I, we may not have a mansion, but our house is big enough for you to have your space and, and you to be able to get your thoughts together um, and come back to it, you know, because cause we support you in that aspect. For real. One thing, my, thank you. One thing that my uh, my twin neglected to mention is, and twin, you left out when you're hungry. You said when you're tired and when you're sleepy. But when you're hungry, you also... Uh, uh, get some kind of way. I agree with that. You're definitely right. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm just, you know, try to be transparent because I know, I know me when I'm hungry. Um, you know, just quick, quick, tell me, um, go get you a honey bar or go get you something because don't need to make you a peanut a sandwich, um, <laughs> type of deal because because it happens. You know what I mean? Do. Uh, and 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 it's funny that that the slightest things like that could change everything about your day. You know what I mean? Prayer is great. Prayer is great, and I'm not minimizing it at all. But sometimes a sandwich or a little nap can make the world a difference. But because you probably didn't rest good at night because something else was on your mind. Mm-hmm. You follow me, and, yeah. and and it's and it's and it's and it's and it weighs heavy, <laughs> and, and mm-hmm. it weighs heavy. Um, so make no mistake about it. Um, I came to the conclusion that uh, here last last week, last couple of weeks, I think it was just last week, that um, here I am, you know, working out, eating good, you know, trying to, you know. Little, little, this be 120, and uh, so physically, and I'm I'm at a 10, and mentally I'm at a four. But spiritually and prayerfully, in my prayer life, I'm almost non-existent. So mm-hmm. you you have to shift that in order to get that balance to where it, it makes more sense. Um, and even if everything is at a seven. Well, the six, but you definitely want to make sure that that spiritually you're just as in tune as you are mentally and physically. 
Would you agree, Ms. Quick? Uh, yes, I agree. I think that spiritual warfare ultimate goal is to uh, knock knock some bricks loose, you know. So the the big bad wolf is trying to huff and puff and blow, but you live in a brick house. So spiritual warfare is designed to have these little instances here and there to knock some of your bricks loose so that the big bad wolf can come huff and puff and then your shit go tumbling down because that's the ultimate goal, right? So so if you you know if you're losing a brick here and there, here and there and here and there, before you know it, you're you're destroyed and he's already overtaken you. And not that you can't come back from that. I'm sure you can. You can come back bigger, stronger, you know, faster, better, whatever. But the point is is that once he knocks you down, that was his, that was his purpose. That was his goal. And ultimately, he wants to keep you there. But shoot, when you get there, he leaves you alone. Because that that's what true. it's all about. <laughs> so you, you know, true. recognizing, you know, the first step is is recognizing the spiritual warfare and calling it for what it is. But not only that, it's always being mindful of you being under attack. You never go to war without bullets. That's true. You never go to war without ammo. You That's never true. leave. You you'd never go to war without shoot without your tools or without right. or without any tools. You have to survive. And if you're going mm-hmm. to be a survivor, then you can't fire off a bullet at everyone you think is your enemy because you, know, you got to know That's who what your enemy. Exactly. So you know if you're going to survive out in the desert for however long you need to until you can come back, then you're going to be smart about the shots you take. You're going to be you're smart reasonable. about how much water you drink. You're going to be, your survival instincts are going to kick in, kick in and you're going to start to ration out how you get through this thing so you can win the war, not just that one battle. Absolutely. That's, absolutely. That's a very good analogy. Doc, what's your thoughts? Very good analogy. I was just over here saying it, you know. Um, she hit it on the head. You know, it's all about winning the war. You know, don't – you're going to lose some battles. I mean, there's going to be some days you lose. There's going to be some days you win. But at the end of the day, it's about getting through the whole process, getting through the whole test and passing the test. Um, you know, mm-hmm. certain days are going to be good days where you can – Feel like you know what? It ain't gonna bother me today. God, you got this. God, I, I know you with me. I don't care what they try to do. It ain't gonna shake me. I'm good. And then there gonna be some days where they hit you from so many different angles and sides. You gonna be like, I, I can't. God, I can't. God, what you do? You know what I'm saying? Like God, yesterday God. was good. We made it through. What the world happened today? It seemed like the ground you gained yesterday, you lost twice as that. And you know, but mm-hmm. then you just have to. Uh, Know your God, the God you serve, and be like, okay, you know, you may have got this one, but you ain't going to win it all, and you learn from it. You know, okay, what happened today that made me not be successful and overcome like I did yesterday? And, you know, you go back, and then you pray about that that night. Well, Lord, hey, it wasn't a good day, but it was a good day because I made it through. It was a good day because you brought me through. Even though I didn't get to accomplish everything I wanted to accomplish or get where I wanted to be, you still allowed me to get through that day 
and not let that overtake me, not let that, uh, not let me succumb to that. So, you know, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, as long as you're still fighting, as long as you're still battling, it's a win. No matter if you feel like it's a win or not, it's a win because you survived another day. And, you know, as long as you can make it to that next day, that's all that matters. Just make it to the next day. Make it to the morning. It's a brand new day. New mercies God gives you every single day and every single morning. So sometimes you got to get through that day, whether it's going good, whether it's going bad, no matter the attacks that are coming at you, just get through the day. And if God gets you through that day, hey, we got to take care of tomorrow. So wait a minute. So are you telling me that, that small games are still games? Small games are still a game. All right, I just, I just thought that's what I was hearing. You know, I know yeah. how, how articulate all y'all folk is. You know, so I just need to break it, make sure that it's it's what I'm hearing. Yes, yeah, a small game is still a game. Be thankful of the small things. You know what I'm saying? God said, be grateful of the small things. I'll make you rulers over many. You got to be grateful of the small baby steps you take, you know? And even if you take a step back, be like, well, God, evidently, I need to learn something. So, you have me go back here for a reason. Let me learn so that when I make my two steps, I can keep going forward and don't have to get kicked back. Mm. Now, don't get it twisted. No, that kick back is hell. Well, that, that kick back is almost like a donkey kick. Be don't think about it. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. I just want to make sure that, that we put that out there because uh, by any stretch, am I, am I saying that, that that's it's going to be easy? It ain't going to be easy. That's why you ask the Lord, let me learn. Like I know, but the Lord, let me learn everything I need to learn now because I ain't trying to come back here no more. And that's that's what you understand. You know that kickback is that rough. I'd be like, I need to know. Let me learn what I need to learn because if you don't learn it then, you're going to get kicked back again to go through the whole process all over again. Absolutely. And I, I, I agree. Um, one of the things about the learning process, I mean, I'm sorry, I mean, about learning is the process. And I, and I made mention of this um, all the time. I really honor the process because there's a lot that come with the process. You learn a lot. It's Sometimes you don't really recognize it for what it is, but in actuality, uh, <laughs> there's a lot in the process. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts about that, about the process? The learning process. Uh, the learning process in spiritual warfare is different. Well, um, in the, the process, when I say the process, I mean even like my my friend was saying, you know, when you when you take that step forward and take those two back, you know what I mean? It it's you got to be grateful for the small stuff. You know what I mean? So even in spiritual warfare, if it don't. If you only if it only wobbles you, but it don't knock you down, you can get back up to fight. Right, but see there again the okay in a normal learning process, then it's easier for you to take notes, okay? And um, for instance, you know you, you teaching me how to vacuum a floor, okay? Uh, the last time I vacuumed the floor. 
I sucked up your sock, whatever. And okay, so in this learning process, you're showing me one, how to turn the vacuum on, two, how to maneuver the vacuum, but more importantly, to make sure that these types of items aren't in my way when I go to va- go to vacuum. Okay, cool. I got that. Won't do that again. But in spiritual warfare, the learning process is you weeble, wobble, and it takes days for you to catch your balance. So while you do have a little bit of gain, the learning process isn't that easy because it's um, a reoccurrence of a different event. So it's multiple infractions um, all put together. So it's like you, you know, and then in spiritual warfare, you have to realize that we're altered. We're not our usual selves. So where I would be logical in this aspect, I'm no longer logical because I am in a war. And while I know what's going on with me, these rages or these instances, what have you, are are sort of out of my control. So it's while it's a teaching moment, when you have a moment of clarity, but sometimes in spiritual warfare, it takes a while for that clarity to come through. So it's different. Um, Again, yes, I agree. You enjoy the process and make sure that when you come out on the other side, you're you're better and stronger and even more grateful for what you've learned, but there's a difference in a a normal learning process in, in a spiritual warfare. That's just my opinion. Well, I, I respect that, and, and I and I get that. Now, remember now, sometimes until you learn, you may go through that same lesson uh, multiple times, but a different instance. You know what I mean? Right. That's the attack. But, again, that's what learning is. Right? Learning is is a process where... Um, you can get to the same answer three or four different ways. Okay. Let me see what Matoni got to say about that. Doc, what's your thoughts? I definitely agree. I mean, like I said, everybody's process that they go through, and I agree with this quick, that, you know, the the, the process of what you go through and, and bouncing back, it is different. Uh, no, fighting physically and spiritually is a total different uh, battle, total different war game, total different plan. You know, you're fighting, you're fighting against something you really cannot see. Um, you know, you get mad at somebody want to fight somebody, you can fight them physically if you want to. But in this particular battle here, you're fighting spiritually, and it takes a different toll on you mentally. It takes a different toll on you physically. Um, it's a different battle altogether. And then if you're not careful, it can overtake you and overwhelm you because, as you said, you know, once you realize you may have gotten knocked back, it takes you a while to kind of get back to the equal footing to get your balance back. And while you're trying to get your balance back, you're still getting hit. You're still getting knocked around. You're still going through the fight while you're still trying to keep yourself grounded at the same time. Um, So it's a different battle, but you can get to the end result. You know, everybody's process and path of how they get there, um, it depends on what you do to get there. 
You know, some people pray. Some people fast and pray. Some people um, do different things to help them get back to that equal footing um, and get back to that place where they feel that they're able to get their strength, get their spiritual strength to fight. Um, And everybody's process is different on what they do to get themselves back to that place. Um, but you can still get to the same end result. So I do agree with that because everybody doesn't do the same thing that to get them there. They're probably a prey, but what extra do you do on top of your prey that'll help you get to that place that you're able to be spiritually strong, strengthen yourself, encourage yourself, get yourself to the place where you're equipping yourself for the next round of the battle. And But at the end of the day, if if your process is different than mine, that's no that does not say that you still can't get to the same result. Okay. Ms. Clark? You agree with this? Yeah. Not and it's and it's not a, a right or wrong answer. I'm just you know, you wanna add something to this? <laughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, you know, you gotta do like like you said. You know you you have to figure out a way to keep yourself as grounded as possible in order to get to the end result. Because not only can it overtake you, it can overtake the people who is entangled or you know in the battlefield with you, um, whether it whether they're enemies or allies, you know what I mean? So it can, you know, especially when um, not everyone around understands what it is you're going through, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm I'm here to fight with you, but, you know, you, you're telling me, you know, one thing, and, and they're coming for us, and I'm armed and ready, but I don't ever see anybody show up. So it's one of those things where, you know, you got to be able to tell those around you or whatever it is that works for you to get you back there, whether it's surrounding yourself by a certain person or people or what have you, you have to be able to tell the, tell them, tell your team what they need to do in order to help you overcome. Do they need to just, just pray? Do they need to, you know, Hey, you know, like he said, does when, when he's going through and he know, you know, he, he takes a step back and, kind of goes to himself himself and, and regroup, okay? Well, if that's the case, then, you know, the people around you know what it is you need to do, and they can say, okay, time for you to go and do this, that, and the third, or whatever it may be. You just got to make sure that those people that are in it with you know what you need to help you all come through the other side or to help you come through the other side or what have you. I agree that that support that that team is is huge, and um, whether it's a, a physical war or a spiritual war, you definitely want to make sure you have um, your team in play, um, and not just a team who who's just just there, but someone who's ready to get in with you, and that could be prayer or that could be you know get on the front line, or hell just recon whatever it is everybody has a role. Um, Utilize your team. I'm sorry. Identify your team and then utilize your team. Um, that's what I'm gathering from 
Miss Quick and my twin. And in court, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just asking. Was I missing anything? Well, along with that is, you know, identifying and using your team. Not only that, you got to identify the enemy. Like who you who you fighting against? Like who who's coming after us? Because I need to know who to look for. If they wearing, you know, red, blue, green, white, or yellow, I need to know who to be on, who to stand guard for. Like who am I? Who am I on the lookout for? Because when when you're resting, um, because you're gonna have to rest. That's the only way you're gonna be able to get through this thing. Then I'm standing guard. You gotta be. You gotta tell me what I'm looking for. Um, and and if your enemy is my enemy, then you know that's all the more better because that's that means you know not only am I fighting for you, I'm fighting for myself because if the enemy coming for you. At some point, he coming for me too. So let me go ahead and, and put my best foot forward, you know, while I can. Doc, what's your thoughts? I agree, Miss Quick. What's your thoughts, Tony? Oh, I definitely agree. Um, you know, when you have made it through your test, your trial, and what you had to go through and you have someone else who is going through, then, yeah, it's your time to support, encourage, and keep yourself, like you said, mentally aware and, and on the lookout because if the enemy is attacking you, surely the enemy is going to try to come at you again. Don't think because you passed one test that, oh, he's going to be like, okay, well, he defeated me. He made it through this time. I'm not going to bother him no more. No, 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 no. That's not how that works. You know, it's going to come back around. So that's why you want to keep yourself grounded. You want to keep yourself praying, reading the Bible, um, so that when he does come back and attack, not only are you stronger than you were the last time he tried you, you put yourself in a better position. Because now what he tried to fool you with the last time, hopefully he won't be able to fool you with this time. And, you know, um, sometimes you hear this word called discernment, where you just kind of, God just got to watch people, and 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 I do that where I do that. I, I'm not, like I said, I'm not a person that allows people to get close to me, but I watch people, and I, I view people and see how people interact with other people, and I watch very closely. And a lot of times, of course, I was in church, and I always told my parents this. I'm like, just because everybody's in church and got a title doesn't mean that they're trustworthy or they have good intentions. Um, and I always told them that, of course, they have to be nice to people because of their position and title or whatnot, but I'm going to watch people and watch how they interact with not only you but with other people as well because you can learn a lot by watching somebody and how they operate. Um, so you just got to kind of watch people. Don't always allow people to get close to you or underneath you because you may let the wrong person get underneath you. You may let the wrong person get close to you. Um, it's okay to share information and things like that with people that needed to help better themselves. But, you know, at the end of the day, don't believe that everybody has good intentions and wants to get close to you just to learn everything. You know, you got to feel their spirit almost and kind of judge and look at them. Okay. You want to learn this because you want to learn it or you want to learn it for a different reason or perspective. And I've seen a lot of times where people gotten close to other people just so that, they could either manipulate them, they could try to move them out the way because they want to be them, 
Um, they want what they have. They want their marriage. They want their house. They want their lifestyle. I mean, I've seen some things that have happened, and it'll blow your mind, but you always just got to be careful. And that's the spiritual battle and warfare that you go into that you kind of start to identify who the enemy truly is. And sometimes it can be the one that's closest to you that you believe is praying for you, but they're praying against you. So that's why, as my twin was saying, you got to identify your team. And if your team would be somebody who has been in the trenches with you that you know their loyalty is sound. And, and if you can't trust uh, if people on your team's loyalty, then you might need to recheck your roster uh, because people who've been there, who supported you in the good, supported you in the bad, didn't leave you when you were going through, didn't leave you when you were down, them the people you kind of need to hold on to and look to, at least from my perspective. A lot of times when I'm down, you know, a lot of people will leave you, won't be your friend, don't talk to you, won't take your phone calls. They don't give a care if you down. They be like, okay, cool, you all right, and won't even say nothing to you. But when you're up, everybody want to be your friend. Everybody want to be close to you. Everybody want to talk mm-hmm. to you. But when you're going through, you really find out who's truly loyal to you for you and not loyal to you for what you have, whether it's spiritually, financially, mentally. They're not just loyal to you because of that. They're loyal to you because of the person you are. Oh, I agree. I um, I totally agree. And, man, I had a twin. Listen to this. I had a dream, right? And mm-hmm. I'm sitting out talking to Miss Quick, and I'm putting the groceries in, and we in this house, crazy house. It was like 39 rooms, bro. Like two wow. billet rooms, like crazy. I mean, the floor matched the felt on the pool table. You hear me? Like you crazy. And uh, and Miss Quick just as just as cool as she always is. And um, the guy, it was this guy that walked in. So I was not talking, and she said, "Man, you know him?" I'm like, "No, I don't know him." So I walk in, grab a pistol. Well, I have a pistol. I'm like, yo, what you doing in my house? I mean, of course, the words are more colorful because it's Mr. Quick, you know. And um, I'm, he come at me like dark as like dark as navy blue, bro. And, oh wow! Like aggressively. So you know, you know, I don't squeeze. I'm mm-hmm. cinematic. Bam, 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 bam. Side step. Hit him a couple times in the head. Pom pom. Dude did not drop. Oh, wow. So I kind of go and Miss Quick, you know, sent her upstairs and, and grab the other one, and I bust again. And he grabs her. He was like, "I want her. I want her phone number." And she was going up the steps, but she kind of mm-hmm. like like he was kind of swiping at her her leg, and I shoot him again. But this cat did not die, and you can see every spot I hit him. Every spot. But he, I mean, in a flesh, in a cardinal sense, a physical, mm-hmm. he would have been dead. He would have been out of here. So it dawned on me. This this is spiritual. That's mm-hmm. why my, my my weapons was, was ineffective. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was like, bro, it was, it was like motion picture, bro, clear. Clear, clear as the moon is right now. Clear. Wow. And 
I'm tripping because from since then to this day, it was like I'm like I'm looking I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Like I know that it's spiritual. I know it's spiritual. I know, like I know, like I know that it's spiritual. Because physically, again, physically, if it was some some real physical, he would have been out of here. But again, my weapon is ineffective in the spirit. Wow. What's it? Yeah, what's your thoughts about that? I mean, that is very almost like real life what we're speaking about. You know, you can't, like we said earlier, you got to equip yourself for the battle that you're facing. And in your dream, the battle that you were facing, you equipped yourself, but then you realize you equipped yourself with the wrong weapon because you were in a different battle. And that's a deep lesson to learn when you're in these type of situations and when you're in this battle, especially spiritually, the things you may want to do physically or in the physical realm or this realm, you know, you can't bring that into a spiritual battle. You know, if you try to do certain things, whether people cope or deal with problems and situations differently. Some people like to smoke weed. Some people like to get drunk. If you're dealing with a spiritual battle, those things that may help you try to cope or get through what you're going through in the physical realm here, it's not going to do anything for you in the spiritual realm when you're battling something that you have to deal with. Um, so right. you have to equip yourself for the battle that you're actually going towards. Like you said, you shot him. You can see the holes. You're shooting him. You're shooting him. He's not going anywhere. Because you have a weapon, but it's just not the right weapon for the battle that you're are encountering at that time. And I mean that's that's a deep story and situation that it really is synonymous with what we're talking about. Because if you're bringing the wrong weapon to the battle, then you either gotta you gotta readjust, reevaluate uh, what you're bringing, reevaluate yourself, and then you gotta come back with a different game plan. So it's a loadout, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I think another thing too, to your point, and then Miss Quick, I'm gonna let you chime in. Um, to your point, the loadout, we we forget the most important part of battle because we we overlook this 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 one part, but it's so major in any battle, even even physical. Prayer is the first part of your loadout. A loadout is where you have all your weaponries, all your um incineraries, your whether there's grenades or um explosives or whatever you have, whatever you need. That's that's part of your loadout. But the first thing we forget to put in our bag is prayer. Or even attach it to our vest. Either way it goes, we forget that part. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts? Um, you, you both own it. I don't have anything to add right now. What? All right, Doc. <laughs> follow up, then. Follow up. She said we own it, so follow up. I mean, you, you're absolutely 100 percent correct. Um, 
prayer is the most important part of battle. And even, you know, during COVID, I can, you know, I've actually been able, we actually been doing Sunday school lessons, um, you know, via phone call. And one of the things that we were studying in Sunday school lesson was how anytime God sent the people, his people, the Israelites, into battle, there was a priest that always prayed before they actually went to war. So, you mm-hmm. know, if that was always the key back then, prayer before you battle, before you go into a battle, then it's the same principle that holds true now. You know, you pray before you go into battle because God can give you guidance, give you those keys, equip you uh, to handle things. Um, and even when I was going through my situation, it was prayer that brought me through. I had to pray for God to keep me, to keep me mentally. You know, when things try to weigh you down mentally, because if the devil can take your mind, it, it can really affect your body. It can affect your health. It can affect so many different areas um, of you physically. Um, if he can get the hold of your mindset and drive you crazy, give you, you know, mess with your peace. Um, so, yeah, when you pray, that's the first thing. When you notice the battle coming, when you notice things coming, or if you notice someone trying to deceive you, pray about it. God will give you the sermon. God will give you the guidance that you seek. You just got to pray for him and say, Lord, let it be known. And you sometimes you got to say, Lord, let it be known, clear as day. Because <laughs> sometimes God will let it be known, but you may miss what he's showing you. So, you know, you got to be civil. God, let it be known, clear as day, that I would know that whether this person, this is the right thing for me to do, whether I should trust this person, or whether I should not trust this person, or, Lord, you got to help me get through this. You know, you're battling through it, you're going through it, but prayer is the one thing that will sustain you and keep you any battle of spiritual warfare that you're going through, you got to start with prayer first because that's how you get your get that's how you get equipped to handle what you're going through. Oh, I I agree, man. Um, I can't um, I can't stress enough because it is it's the most over overlooked again tool in your loadout. Um the 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 priest does pray. Um in fact we even have a chaplain uh that we protect um almost like the medic. Um why do we protect the medic? Because the medic heals us and sends us back to war send us back. But we protect the, the chaplain because the chaplain is the one who prays to keep us ready and, and steady for war. Um, that's that's a very good point, Swan. I appreciate that. No problem, Miss Quick. Come on now, don't 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 fade out on me. Um, I'm not fading out. I mean, you know this this thing is serious. Um, and 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 I say it, it's serious because you know not many people know about spiritual warfare. One, um, but some of the people who do know about spiritual warfare, just to, just to understand all the things that could happen, and um, during it, if you don't, if you're not equipped, as you both say, to go through it, um, you know, if you're not equipped to go through it, then you may not make it through the other end. 
if you are equipped and you don't know how to use the tools that you have, then you may not make it through to the other end. If you um, don't identify your your team um, and you go through it by yourself or attempt to go through it by yourself, then that's you may not make it to the other side. But when, and, and then too, and if you don't um, know clearly who your enemy is, then you know you may lose some folks if you make it to the other side. So that the whole spiritual warfare is is real, and you know it has to be taken seriously. More than that, it's it's a tread lightly kind of situation where because you 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 never know. What's next? You know, you you right. don't you don't know what's coming over the hill. You know, all you know is something is coming, and you have to be prayed up and armored up in order to identify the issue or whatever the situation is when it arrives. Okay, you you may not again. It's one of those situations where um, the deceit is so good that you you won't be able to tell it from a, a, a usual con or, you know, you, you're being hit in the spiritual. So be mindful. It's it's real and serious. Oh, oh it's really real and very serious. Um, in fact, it could be a matter of life and death. Um eh. It definitely can be um, happiness and 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 unhappiness. So be just just be mindful that that prayer is the first thing, the first weapon you grab off the shelf. You need to be prayer. I, I I can't stress that enough. It, it has to be prayer. You may load up your ARs. You may load up your nine millimeters. You may load up. Whatever, but if you haven't loaded up prayer, you may as well run out naked. You're correct. I mean, you got to place a covering over yourself. Prayer is that covering that you kind of place over yourself. Uh, even to start the day, even if you pray throughout the day, you know, you got to. It's almost like the preparation for your day, how we all kind of prepare our day. Some people may do it differently with get up, shower, brush your teeth. There's a preparation process that we all go through uh, to start our day. When we wake up in the morning and start our work day, there's a preparation and a process that we do to get ourselves together. Um, it's the same thing when you're going to warfare. I mean, when you're dealing with a situation or circumstances that you're kind of going through, you got to prepare yourself. And sometimes the situation may come when you're not prepared, when you're not thinking it's coming, but it just happens and it's there. And you're in the middle of it before you even knew it was even beginning. So, you know, most of the time you're playing catch up, you know, because sometimes you're blindsided by when something out of the blue just come at you. You're like, oh my gosh, where did this come from? And it just starts compounding, compounding, compounding. Um, so a lot of times when you're in the spiritual warfare, you're kind of blindsided when it comes at you, especially um, especially when, like I said, your day is going good, nothing's wrong, but it could be that one thing that just turns the whole day around. 
that you wasn't even thinking. So at that point, you're playing catch-up mode, trying to get yourself prepared for a war that you're stuck stab in the middle of it. And um, that's why you got to pray. And you don't have to just pray in the morning time. You can pray any time of day, all day. You know, still set yourself in the best position by praying. There's plenty of times when I was at work at my desk and had to drop my head. And you know, because, you know, when you feel yourself getting upset, you feel yourself getting overwhelmed, sometimes you got to, you don't have to be a long prayer. Sometimes you got to say a prayer like, Lord, I need you. You know, God hears you. God knows your communication. God knows how you all talk. And, you know, sometimes you just need to say, Lord, I need you. I need you to keep me. I need you to get me through this day. Let me regroup. <laughs> Let it be good. Another, I'll get, be better tomorrow. Things will be better tomorrow, hopefully. But, you know, sometimes you just got to know how to navigate when you're being attacked, when you're being um, put in the middle of it and you weren't even aware that you're there. You got to know what is my fallback. And your fallback should always be prayer first. And once you get that going, you start learning, you start beginning to equip yourself to handle what's the situation that you're being put in. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. Um, I agree. You know, God is that, that, that break glass in case of emergency. You know what I mean? And instead of giving up, you know, like my twin said, just drop your head and and, and say you one. I promise you, he's listening. Truthfully, he's probably already uh, has stepped in and started intervening. Uh, he's just waiting on you to to to, to turn it over to him. Miss Quick, what's your thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean. Lucky, I mean, you have to do it. You know, one, I don't know many people who um, have a faith walk or is, is you know, of, of any sort, whether they're they're newborn in faith or or senior citizen in faith. I don't know anyone who, um, at any point in their faith walk, has not had to drop their head and and put some prayers up. Um, throughout the day because that's just how serious it is. So, yes, in, intimate prayer throughout the day, all day, um, is definitely needed and, and it helps. Um, not only that, but reaching out to those close to you to also pray for you because, you know, the more the more people praying for you, you know, I think that the better off and more strength you'll you have um, in in growing, and you know when people know what you're going through, or if you ask someone to pray for you, then at some point they're gonna they're gonna check in and see how you're doing. And just like you said earlier, you never know that may be what you need. Turn that that one day around where it's it's you know going to shit, and you know the person you asked to pray for you two months ago calls and say, hey, you know I've been been praying for you. You how you doing today? You know that that may be the pick you up that you need. Mm. You know, you said something, and you're absolutely right. Um, we went going back to the initial when we were talking about ego being a part because our ego getting in play. 
we don't ask anybody to pray for us. We don't ask anybody to to kind of stand in for us or or whatever the case may be. I believe, um, and I'm and I'm guilty. Listen, I am guilty. I am the first one that will raise my hand and say I'm guilty of this because uh, I don't. Uh, when I'm when I'm at the wits, Miss um, Quick is is my closest ally. But of course, I ain't, ain't a twin. Ain't, ain't looking like no punk, you know. So I ain't go <laughs> go reach out. I ain't no punk. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, uh, I think I'm more of a punk because I don't ask her to stand in and pray for me um, because I'm afraid for her to have her stand in for me. You know, you, that makes sense. Um, so. Make sure that uh, all listeners, you know, remove ego. Let the ego go so that God can come in because you never know the strength of your allies because you care, you're trying to carry it all on your shoulder because you don't want to look weak in front of any one of them. Um, so, man, Ms. Cook, I apologize for that too. I, I do. Jeez. Um, they gonna be that night, y'all. I'm gonna let y'all know, y'all. It ain't, y'all ain't gonna keep beating up on me. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pass it on over to uh, my my twin and see what he got to say. No, you're absolutely right. You know, um, you have to remove ego. You know, and a lot of times um, we don't like to ask people to pray for us. We don't like people to know what we're going through. Um, but sometimes. Your blessing could be in asking somebody to pray for you. Um, your blessing could be that the person that you are sharing that with, maybe they need that. You never know that they're going through the same thing. Um, and to know that, you know, well, I don't feel at least I know I'm not alone in this battle or this fight. You know, you're going through it too, but you may, you may make it look so easy that you're going through and they just feel like they're just overwhelmed. Um, so sometimes, you know, we don't like to let people know that we're going through, but sometimes you never know what it could do for that person. And you don't know how it will make that person feel that you respect them enough that you would ask them to pray for you and, and stand in the gap for you and how serious they would take that. Because if they know you or they know the person who's asking you, I mean, you don't share a lot of stuff or the fact that you're asking me, you know, it, it takes a whole different level of seriousness uh, for them. And you never know. That might be that extra push that you need on your behalf to help get you through, to help get you to that next phase that you can get to so that you can grab hold of of the reins of your situation that you're going through, of your warfare that you're going through to help. You know, they might equip you, <laughs> you know, spiritually to give you that extra, oh, that extra background, that extra spiritual connection that you need to God and say, hey, Lord, your word said two or three are gathered in his name. Lord, I'm touching in the green with them. We don't have to be in the same place. You can do it by phone. The word just said two or three are gathered in his name. You'll be in the midst. So, you know, you never know. There's always there's always great in numbers when there's definitely people who are standing firm with their faith and belief in God and knowing what God has done for them and that God can do the same thing for you. Oh, absolutely, I agree. I uh, 
like I said, you know, I can I can turn to Miss Quick and, and ask for a sandwich. You know, I can uh ask her for you know but for me not to ask her to, to stand in and pray for me and pray for me when I'm going through something, that's that's that chaplain. You know what I mean? Like I need mm-hmm. you to 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 do this part, you know, this that this that part of the loadout. This is that that person that we gotta protect. Um while we out in the battlefield, um, to get those prayers up while we're so busy fighting. Um, we we must, we must, we must, we must um know who our allies are and utilize our allies. Um that's that's the kicker. And don't forget, make the he a loadout. You carry prayer. You keep prayer with you. So with that being said, let me introduce Pastor to the line and uh, bring him on through. So good evening. Good evening, sir. How are you? Uh, I'm here. I'm here. A little heavy, but I'm here. Well, hey, man, ain't nothing wrong with that. Heavy, heavy is not a bad thing. Hey. Maybe it just means you've been attacked somewhere, <laughs> but that's all right. You guys are sound like you're talking about prayer. Oh, of course. We recognize prayer is the first thing we need to put in our loadout when we go to war. Mm-hmm. If you don't have it, don't go to war. Um, <laughs> if you don't have listen, it, don't go to war. Cause they, listen, man, they I'm starting to think you was ear hustling, man, because uh, all three of us just said that. Yeah, I don't need a, don't even... I mean, man, don't even attempt to go to war without prayer. That that would be that would be suicide. You 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 can't. It's it's impossible. Uh, that's one of the greatest weapons, along with your faith. Um, you know, um, <laughs> you gotta have it. It's mandatory. So yeah, I don't know what y'all have talked about, but that sounds good to me. Well, I'll just I just confess to everybody that. I've been a punk by not by not uh asking Miss Quick to pray for me and and all that kind of stuff, you know, trying not to be a punk by not asking her, but uh it had an adverse effect. Uh come to find out I was a punk for not asking her. Pretty much. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. hold up, glad wait you, a minute. Glad <laughs> glad glad you pretty much already already said it. I mean, you know. No to me. I don't mean to pile on, but I mean you pretty much said it, man. I mean, listen, the Bible says something and um you know, it said the prayers of the righteous avail much. And here's the thing, I mean, in all honesty, I don't think you would have married her if she wasn't righteous. And so her prayer may be what leads to your deliverance, you know. There are other people that um you know that um can pray for you. Sometimes the Lord will place somebody on my heart and say, hey, you know, get them to pray for you. You you need them to pray for you or whatever. And uh, that'll make all the difference in the world. But pride and arrogance and anger and anything else that gets in the way of asking, you know, someone for prayer, um, it'll keep you bound a long time because there are some Certainly, some prayer warriors out there. There's some folk out there that uh, know how to touch God. They know God's word and they pray God's word over your life. And that heaviness 
cannot remain. It just it just cannot remain. So, uh, yeah, man, please always ask um, your wife and 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 um, twin. Man, please. That's why you have people in your. If you got somebody in your life that's not praying for you, don't let them stay in your life. Mm. Mm, 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 mm. Uh oh. If you have, you don't have someone in your life to pray for you. You shouldn't have them in your life. No. No, you need people to pray for you. If the people in your life are not praying for you, that means that's your assignment. You should be praying for them. But the people that are closest to you, um, I guarantee you that um, I don't have a lot of folk in my life, but the ones that I do have, I, I know that they pray for me. And, you know, I don't know. I don't even know all of them, but I know that they I know people in other countries, and they're they're praying for me. They're 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 praying for me. There there are times that I don't even have to call them. Uh, they'll, you know, they may shoot an email or text and say, "Yeah, you were just I was just thinking about you. You were you were in my spirit, man. Just want you to know I'm praying for you." And usually, at that time, you know, I'm going through a little trial or something like that, you know. And uh, people that love you, man, they're praying for you. They are, they are praying for you. They're praying for your your strength, you know, and they they realize you go through trials. You know, Jesus even said, he told one of his disciples, he said, I'm praying that your faith don't fail you because he understood, you know, the devil's out to get you, but I'm praying that your faith don't fail you, you know, whatever. So you need people that are praying for you. You don't need people that's just um, draining you and, and having you to pray for them all the time. You need people that, you know, I I pray for my church family, you know, I, I do my best to pray for them, but I can say that there, there are times where I can feel their prayers. I can feel, it may not be all of them, but I can feel their prayers. Somebody's praying for me because I can feel that lift off of me. I can, you know, almost hear the voice of God saying, you know what, you get back, get back in the race. It's all right, you know, all is well. So, yeah, man, you, you need you need people that are praying, interceding on your behalf. Hmm. Well, the funny thing is, I'm. I could, I could, I could, I'm almost willing to guarantee that everybody on this line tonight uh, pray for one another. Uh, and and the funny thing is, um, I I could call on on either any any one of the the four of you the three of you, for me, myself, and some things can move. I'm sure that some things can move, and I do appreciate all the prayers, uh, whether it's, uh, <laughs> whether it's, it's, it's requested or, or not. I do appreciate um, it because spiritual warfare is – it's hell, to say the least. It's hell. Um, so I do appreciate that. Miss Quick, yes, what are your thoughts on what uh pastor just said? If someone is, if they're in your life and they're not praying for you, they shouldn't be in your life. 
I agree 100%. I'm sitting here thinking I need some people in my life to pray for me because apparently, like, my my, my prayers, they, they, they low. My need are low. So I need to enlist well, some prayer warriors, apparently. Well, I don't need a prayer warrior. I'm a warrior that, that'll pray. I don't know if that's the same thing. Uh, <laughs> it's the best I got. So you got to talk to the other two about that one. <laughs> but, um, twin, what's your, what's, your, what's your two cents on what Pastor just said? Oh, I definitely agree with them. You know, uh, you know, you got to have them forever in your life. You know, people that you can count on that when you're down and you're weak, and sometimes it's hard for you to get that prayer through because, Mentally, you're going through, and even though you're praying, you be like, God, <laughs> I hope you hear me because I'm just going through. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need that extra help. And sometimes it don't have to always be a spoken request. You know, I have a we have a family a group chat text message, you know, and a lot of times my siblings will be like, hey, family, I need an unspoken request. Can y'all pray for me? And we'll lift up prayers for them, you know, individually in our own way, you know, we'll pray for them, you know, but collectively we're praying for them, you know. And so, yeah, I definitely agree with Pastor. Because there are times when you just need that extra prayer, you know, even though you're praying, sometimes you just need somebody else to travail in that warfare with you, to pray with you, to help you get through that. And um, and if if, if they're not praying for you, then evidently you're supposed to be praying for them. (laughs) Pastor says, so, you know, you still have a responsibility. Even though just because people are praying for you, you still got to return that back and pray for other people that need your prayers to help them get through their situation too. Um, that was very well put. <laughs> very well put. You know, it's it's we we do take now. I know I know my family. Uh, we don't take that lightly, but again. Um, I can't stress the significance enough of prayer. Um, it is it is very it is very 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 significant in anything that you do. And I know we're talking about spiritual warfare, but in life, in everything that you do, I know. Even um, I talked to Miss Quick, and and uh, she may give her blessings on whatever endeavor. And okay, we go pray about it, make it happen, and then I got to call pastor. Hey, bruh, hey, let's go and get it now. I need you to do this for me, just so that you know all of us gather and and and, and God is right there. Um, that's the important part before any step, any step. So I can't reiterate that enough, and I'm glad pastor's here so he can uh. Going and tell y'all the the importance of it. Man, when you're talking about um, spiritual warfare, you're talking about a whole nother level of trouble. Uh, it's a trouble oh. that you can't fight it with money. You, you can't fight it with your own natural strength. Um, <laughs> you can't fight it with. Uh, your name, your friends, your background, your education, none of that stuff is going to, um, you know, really deliver you when it comes to spiritual 
warfare because it's a battle you can't see. You know, it's 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 something that goes on at you know, that's why they call it spiritual warfare. But the good thing about it is, you know, uh as long as you know where it's coming from, you you know, you gotta understand that it's coming straight from the enemy. That's where it's coming from. And a lot of times what we'll do is we'll take it out on who the enemy is working through instead of knowing that it's just the enemy. You know, you wondering why is everybody just dogging me out? Well, most of the folk don't even know you, but the enemy is using them to get to you. He's, he's messing with you. He's messing with your, your, your mind. He's messing with your faith. He's messing with your heart. He's messing with your belief. He's messing with, you know, everything that you claim that you are. He's messing with it. He's trying to get you to doubt God, question God, quit on God, doubt yourself, all these things. He he don't want you connected to God. So it's a spiritual warfare. So you got to know it comes from the enemy. You cannot just blame people because you can fight people, but you can't. This this enemy can't be fought with with your fist. So you got to look beyond the people and know that that's just a little pawn in his hand. That's just a little puppet he was using. And then sometimes you got to roll up your, your sleeves and say, okay, devil, we're going to wrestle tonight. We're going to battle. And then, you know, also when you're going through spiritual warfare, you got to understand, you know, not only is the, the devil the enemy, but you got to remember you're not in this by yourself. You know, the Lord is right there. That's why it says spiritual. You know, if it was natural, then you could call, you know, you know, a couple of your boys and we're going to throw some hands. But, this is spiritual, and anything spiritual, you better include God. You have to make him, you know, that's that's your uh, commander-in-chief, if you will. That's that's your general. That's 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 your dude right there. That's the one, you know. And then the other thing you got to do, man, is you got to make sure that, okay, I'm equipped. You don't go to war without weapons. You just don't go to war without weapons. You go to war without weapons, you're going to be defeated. But this is the best part of it, though, man, and, and this is um, something I want you to go and read. I want you to um, meditate on it. I want you to look at it in different versions of the Bible. I want you to break it apart. Um, you know, in our military right now, the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, um, Coast Guard, whatever they call it, one of the things that attracts me to the military is um, – not only the precision that they operate in, but the uniforms. The uniforms just always did it for me. I just, I just think the brothers look sharp in the uniforms or whatever. But, but when it comes to spiritual warfare, believe it or not, there's a uniform you have to put on. You, you don't go to war naked. You don't go to war, you know. Obviously, you don't go to war without your Bible. You mean the Word of God. You don't go to war without you know, a prayer, you got to have that. But in Ephesians, it tells you that we wrestle not against flesh and blood. I think it says, I don't have it in front of me right now, but um, it says something about you don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but you wrestle against principalities and spirits. I think it says in high places. That should be um, Ephesians 6 and 10. Uh, And just about anybody that's ever spend any time in the Bible, they should know that verse right there because I'm going to tell you, um, uh, the devil will release hellhounds on you in a heartbeat. And a lot of times, every time you make a confession of faith, every time you decide I want to go to another level with God, every time you decide I want to do this thing the right way, it seems like the devil says, 
No, it ain't going to be that easy. No, it's not going to be that easy. And he attacks you. And when he attacks you, if you'll read the rest of Ephesians after that 10th verse, and I don't know if it starts in verse 11 or 12, I cannot remember. Uh, Ruh Twin probably know better than I do because, again, I don't have it in front of me. But it talks about this is what it tells you to do. It says you don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Then the next thing it tells you to do is um, uh, to put on the whole armor of God. It tells you to put something, it put on the breastplate. It tells you to put something over your feet. It tells you to put a helmet on and all these things. And what it is, that's the tools that you need to be able to stand, you know. Uh, whenever you're under attack, you better put the breastplate on because the first thing they're going to try to hit is your heart, your heart. They're going to gonna, gonna try you with the people that you love and the things that you love. You know, they're going to hit you in an area like that. But if you got on that breastplate, um, then it'll block that. And then it's going to try and hit you in the head, you know, mess up your mind, your thoughts. But it says put on that helmet, you know. Then it says you got to have the sword, and the sword is simply the word of God. Everything he tells you to put on, it represents one of the, 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 the weapons that you're going to need. And it's a neat little um, description. It, it And you can look at yourself and say, well, dang, I'm fully dressed. It's okay, so now if I'm fully dressed, I don't care what he throws at you, it'll just bounce off. He cannot penetrate. If you put on what he tells you to put on and you understand the significance of it, the only area of your body that's not absolutely not covered whenever he tells you to put on this uh, um, uh, armor of God is your back. It is not covered. But in reality, it is covered because the Bible says grace and mercy follows me. And also the back is not covered is because you don't ever turn your back on the enemy. You always face him. So he should never be able to get you in the back. You ain't got no business running from him. Stand up and fight. You know, don't you know, I'm not, you know, old women, older women, old especially, don't mean to sound prejudiced, but older black women used to fight for their family. You ain't getting my family. Devil, you ain't getting my child. Devil, you let him go. And that's what, um, Ms. Quick was talking about prayer warriors. That folk didn't know God's word, and they'll stand there and fight all night long. They are not giving in. That's what Twain is talking about when somebody calls and say, I got an unspoken request. I don't care what the request is. If you need prayer and you're going through it, I ain't letting up till we see deliverance. That's, that's prayer warriors right there that says, nah, I'm not just going to throw up this quick little, now I lay me down to sleep, Lord bless my food prayer. Nah, we're going in the trenches. And I'm going to pray, and I'm going to pray God's word. God, you said that if I trusted you. God, you said if I held on. God, you said that, you know, heaven and earth may pass, but your word is going to stand. God, you said he's healed by your stripes. God, you said, I mean, you just start praying everything that God said. That's prayer warrior right there. And before you know it, you're going to see deliverance. Are you going to gain strength? I promise you that. So, uh, again, I I just strongly recommend, man, um, starting with Ephesians 6 and 10, it tells you about the battle. And then after that, somewhere around verse 11 or 12, it tells you what you must do during this battle. And you cannot fight an enemy you can't see, and you can't fight if you're not properly equipped. You know, I've never been in the military, but they always issue um, um, a uniform. And some of these soldiers, mm-hmm. man, it's amazing to me. Some of these cats, man, 
they will not leave without, I don't know, putting a hat on their head or whatever. They, there's certain things they know they've got to have on. They will not leave without it. They issue them a, a, a gun. I don't know what kind of, I don't know if it's a 22 or AR-15, but they issue them a gun. You, you, that's yours. You know, they issue them a pair of boots, you know, and things like that. There's this there's, there's the military issue. They tell you exactly what to wear. Well, they got it from God because I promise you he told you to, to put on, you know, um, uh, your whole armor. And most of us are trying to fight, and we're half-dressed or we half-naked. And that's why we're getting whipped. And wherever you don't have armor, that's where the Lord going to hit you. I mean, the devil going to hit you at. He'll hit you in the heart. He'll hit you in the mind. <laughs> He'll hit you in places that you didn't know you had. But that's how you know things are uncovered. Things are uncovered. And I got to. It ain't nobody else's fault. You know, when I take it out of my wife, I'm like, dang, that really wasn't their fault. My, 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 my heart's uncovered. My heart's uncovered. So let me cover my heart up, and you know what? I won't take it out on her. You know, so it's, I don't know, man. It's simple, but it's difficult. So we got we to gotta do that. So that's my long, long explanation. I should have gotten on here earlier, and I didn't mean to come confuse anybody, but that's just the truth all by itself. No, you didn't confuse us. You actually uh, came in, and, and, it's, and it's funny because I always say how you come in late, but you, it's always like a, a confirmation. You know what I mean? You come right in and, and reiterate everything everyone just said. Now, we didn't put, put the arm of God in the situation, um, but we did mention that the weapons that we usually use, are the mere weapons, is useless. In spiritual warfare. Oh yeah, we all are dead on, uh, man. And, and go ahead. No, nah, there's just one more thing that I left out that I just need. I feel like somebody needs to hear, man. It just, 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 just plays right in my heart, real quick, man. One of the weapons that we use to forget about is, um, um, you know, uh, forgiveness. You know, and when I say forgiveness, you know, when you're getting ready to go to warfare, you need to sometimes you need to ask God to forgive you. Because if I'm going to war, I don't need to have nothing between me and God. And I need to, you know, just about tell the Lord, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry for what I did and what I didn't do. And Lord, I forgive me for not being obedient to you. And I don't want to have anything, you know, between us, but I, I got to come to you now. And also, Sometimes you need to get forgiveness from other people, man. You need to you need to clear your heart and mind, and that's a that's a weapon right there. Forgiveness is a powerful, powerful tool that a lot of times we forget to, to you know to use. You know, so just wanted to throw that in there, man, because sometimes we forget to confess that you know I ain't exactly been faithful and righteous in this thing. I hadn't you know hadn't been who I'm supposed to be, but Lord. Forgive me for this so that I can go battle for my brother, my family, my mom, or my sick, you know, whoever, you know. Um, so, and I'm saying all this because when I'm going through, man, I need y'all. I need some, you know, just like the the boots hit the ground in the in, in war in the world, I need some knees to hit the floor, man. I need you guys to say, look, uh-uh, no, we ain't letting up. Matter of fact, we're going to fast while we're praying. We're going we, we gonna to do this. we got to pull this brother through. We're going to trust God and take him at his word, and they're coming through this thing. Yeah, that's, 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 
That's what we have to do for each other. Now, you you made mention of, of, of the knowledge of the military, and, and you were on for the most part. But one of the things that um, before you get deployed, you know, they kind of advise you to to uh, get your affairs in order, meaning, um, you know, eat, clears your heart, clears your mind, you know, so when you go out here, you can be focused. Because yes, sir. if you go out here with a, with, a, with a foggy mind, it can be – um, that can be to your detriment, you know, or to your yes, team's sir. detriment. So um, that is also um, effective or accurate for the military. Now, I was telling them yeah. earlier about um, when you're um, – I had – I was telling them about a dream I had a, some time ago here near in the past uh, that – this, this I was I shot I was shooting this guy in my house, and uh, he didn't drop, and I know I was hitting him in kill spots, and uh, he just in the sweet spots and he would just never he would never drop. I mean from the chest to the head, and uh, Miss Quick was running up the steps, and he was he was like I want her I want her phone number. And I shot him again. Like, he kind of swiped at her leg. But uh, she, you know, went on up the steps. But uh, this this thing didn't die. And it and it came to me, and I was telling tell the twin and Miss Quick that it was like a motion picture. Like, you know, I'm, I'm fighting the wrong – I'm fighting with the wrong tools. You know, although the 45 was, was, was very effective, you know, on the physical and then even the 40. But – um, when the spiritual is useless, and um, <laughs> that's what I was saying in the loadout, you need to make sure you have prayer in there, because I think that would have been the only thing that would have uh, either killed or removed that guy from my house. Mm. That's it. That's it. That's it. Up and down. There's a there's a couple of stories in the Bible where um the Bible said Jesus was in the wilderness and he was he was uh in a battle with the with the devil himself, with the enemy, with Satan. And the one thing that Jesus was fighting with was the word of God. He kept saying, It is written, it is written, it is written. And the last thing that the enemy told him, he said, You know what? That I'll give you all everything, but you gotta bow down and worship me. That's all he ever wanted him to do. Was to worship him And when Jesus said you know what <laughs> I don't worship Nobody but God in essence is what he Told him that's when the enemy left And so um, What I'm telling you is worship is A, a form of um, uh, uh, Warfare Too it's a form of it's one of your Weapons and you said Something key you said that, that um, Whatever Whoever it was left your house you didn't say they died. You said they left their house. That's exactly what um, happened with Jesus. He just left Jesus. So you, you're not going to kill the enemy. It's a spirit. You can't kill a spirit. And so they just leave for a season. They don't. They don't. They just leave for a season. And, but in order for them to leave, you you've got to do something. You you've got to you've got to stand strong. You cannot um, give up. And if you'll stay. Consistent and persistent with your prayer. Um, if you'll 
throw that word at it. Uh, the Lord said this and the Lord said that. I promise you, he's going to leave you after a while. He has to leave. Now, I'm not going to tell you he won't come back, but he will, he will leave for that season. He will leave for that season. And usually when he attacks, um, the Bible said Jesus had fasted for 40 days. He didn't attack Jesus when he was full. He didn't attack Jesus when he was being baptized. He attacked him whenever, after he got hungry, which lets us know that a lot of times the enemy comes whenever uh, he comes in a forceful manner, whenever we have lack in our life, you know, whenever we, um, you know, are missing something, whether it's, you know, we're we're lacking in our relationship with God or we're lacking in our study time, our prayer time, or we're lacking in, you know, whatever. That's when he comes to get us, whenever we're weak. Whenever we're weak, you know, it's like going to the grocery store hungry. Don't ever do that. You'll buy too much. You know, you got to go in there, you know, <laughs> with, uh, with a full belly, if you will. You'll save money, you know. And so we just got to stay prayed up, man. We just don't – we got to stop using prayer as a spare tire. You know, pull it out when Definitely. an emergency pop up. We got to make sure that we, you know, prayer has got to be something consistent. We ought to have a consistent. We need prayer like you steering know, not wheel just, instead of a spare tire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steering wheel, engine, feet, <laughs> everything, right. man. We got to got to be consistent with our prayer. We got to have a prayer life instead of a prayer time. You know, right. uh, prayer life means I'm 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 always in prayer. Before I cut this person's hair, I'm praying, and while I'm cutting it, I'm saying, "Okay, God, you got to give me guidance right here." When somebody walks in that door. Okay, God, you know, you protect me from them or give me wisdom to speak to them. You don't have to get on your knees to pray. I can talk to you while I'm talking to you right now. I'm literally praying for you right now as I'm talking to you. So we just got to be in prayer, man, so that we can stay constantly engaged with God. Um, and that's a, that's that's another form of that warfare. Well, I, I agree. And, and for me, that was like the wake up, you know what I mean? Um, and, and like I, we was making reference, you know, from a twin and, and Miss Quick about the loadout, you know, um, you can, you can have all your weapons in there and all your, your tools and, and, and extras. But if you don't put that prayer in that bag and take it with you, then, um, you may as well go out there, you know, naked or with the empty bag, because that is, the, the most essential part of war, and that's from experience, you know. Yes, sir. I want to hear what these other two got to say about this. I don't took all their time. No, we got time. Go ahead, Doc. I know you right here, ready. Yeah, Pastor was giving a mini sermonette. It was sounding good over here. <laughs> yeah, but he, he said so much good things, you know, and, and he's absolutely right. You know, prayer, as we've been speaking on tonight, prayer is the center point of anything, uh, especially when you're going through spiritual warfare. And I like the analogy he used. Don't use it as a spare tire. You got to be consistent with it. You know, when you're going to war, you want to make sure that 
you know, you are equipped and you know how to handle the tools that you're being equipped with. So you don't want to start trying to have a prayer life when you're going through. You want to kind of have some kind of consistency with it so that, you know, when you drop on your knees, you're like, now, Lord, you know, you can have that one-on-one conversation with him. You know, even if you haven't had it previously, you know, hopefully it's something that if you gain that through the situation and trial you're going through, hopefully you will continue to do it um, once you get through it. Um, A lot of times where people go through a situation, they start learning, you know, wanting to pray, relying on God, but as soon as things get better, they put God, they put prayer, they put all that to the back burner. Okay, things good. I don't need to do all that anymore. But when the next situation comes, now you're trying to get right back into that same mode again. Um, you know, be consistent with it. You know, if God helped you get through the trial, he helped you get through that situation, through that warfare, stay consistent with your prayer life because you need to build that up. Because as Pastor say, you know, he may have left for that season, but there's going to be another season that's going to come. And he's going to come at you different. He's going to come at you harder. He's going to come at you with with different tactics. And, and as Pastor was talking about Ephesians, yes, it says, you know, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and deceitfulness. So, I mean, you got to understand the devil is going to try you when you're at your weakest, and he's going to utilize the things that you're weak in to try to get you. Um, that's how he's going to use the angle to come in at you. And you may not see it when it comes. But if you have a, you consistently try to have a prayer life, you can somewhat say, okay, I see something. Or if it blindsides you, you can at least say you have that prayer life that is consistent, that you're kind of getting into, that, you know, you can rely on God to help you get through it. Ms. Quick, what's your thoughts? Uh I, Pastor had me when he was talking about putting on the armor. I think, you know, we had talked about that earlier. And, um, you know, I'm I'm still stuck right there because it's, like I said, it's, it's one of those, it's so serious. And it, it's just so, I mean, spiritual warfare can do something else to you. You know, not only, um, you know, take you out or possibly take you out of here is in, not not in the literal sense, but out of your faith walk. But it can affect the people that you love. And if you don't have the tools that you need, you know, like the, that's the most important thing. You you have to have the tools in order to achieve what it is you want to achieve. You know, it's it, for for me. It's real simple. You want to go play ball? You need you need to have a basketball. Can't play you can't play ball with no basketball. You know, if, if you go in a war, you need to have all the tools and all the armor necessary to fight in the war. Otherwise, you 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 about useless. Um, so it's just one of those things. And and the most important part is is recognizing it. And if you recognize it, then then you can pack everything you need and be prepared for it. Um, even if it keeps knocking you down and, you you know, you're trying to get your balance, it's you you haven't given up the fight. It's, it's you taking them, you know, one after the next, but you, you're getting back up. Um, and I think that's that's what's important is getting back up. I mean, I don't even know what we were watching last night, but, shoot, I'm about ready to, to go and find me a good old goat 
and and mark our doors because it's one of those things where I'm ready to stop it, you know, stop it at the door. Don't even, you know, he he may have left our house in your dream, but the fact of the matter is, is our family is still under attack. So, uh, suit up is all I can say. Well, get your load out together. Just make sure the first thing you put in there is prayer. And as y'all heard, that's very, that's essential. Um, I really appreciate each and every one of you. I appreciate your prayers. I appreciate your thoughts. And, and more important, just as important, your love. You know, um, y'all have gave a lot of light um, to this entire situation. And not only for me, although y'all did kind of attack me tonight, but, um, and it was out of love, so I can appreciate it. Um, but we got to suit up. We got to make sure that, as Pastor said, our, our we have our helmet on, our breastplate, you know, our boots. And, I, and I'm going I'm, to I'm a, I'm a, I'm a be a butthole and say, Pastor, I don't need nothing on my back because I got y'all back there watching out for me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, I know who my allies are and I know who my team is, and especially when it comes to parrot, that's very, that's very important. You know what I mean? So when I can't, when I can't get through, I know that y'all go set them up for me to get them all through, and I can appreciate that. So, with all that being said, the time is now 11 o'clock. As I like to say, it's 2,300 hours. Pastor, it's time for you to get ready and go do do your prayer line. So, yes, sir. Um, go, on, go on to plug the Zoom in for church and for Bible study and pray us out of here. All right, man. Zoom. Anybody that wants to um, join us uh, Wednesday night at 7, Sundays at 10 a.m. And you log into Zoom, and the meeting ID is 661-994-1991. And the password is uh, the word Calvary. And on every day, uh, talking about warfare, every morning at 6 a.m., every night at 11 p.m., uh, we're having prayer. And... Um, uh, you can just dial 605-313-4822, 605-313-4822, and then enter code 166-829, and we're just having prayer that God will just, we we need God with us. We need, because you guys were talking about, you know, being attacked and family being attacked. Man, listen, uh, you need to go in every room of your house. Pray in every room of your house. I don't care how many rooms you can pray over. Don't leave not one room, you know, without praying for it. Lay your hands on the on the on the uh, uh, the, the 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 post of the, you know, over the window. I call old folk around me call it window seal. The top of the window. Ask God to cover that. The doors. Ask God to cover that. First of all, before you do anything. You ask God to just and command the enemy to go. You got to go based off the word of God. And once you drive him out of there and out of every room in there, 
and you put your hand on it, you ask God to cover it. Because the Bible says this, that, you know, uh, there was a time whenever uh, death was going to come, and uh, he told him, he said, you cover your doorpost with the blood. And uh, basically the faith and the, and the prayers and the, and the belief in God, being obedient to God, you do that, and, you know, the enemy has to pass over your household. Now, he'll be back, promise you. He, he's consistent. <laughs> but you do that. You got you to gotta, you gotta fight. Don't, don't be fearful. You got to fight. You got to fight. Put your, put your, get dressed, man, and go get it. Dig that. Well, going to prayers out. If everybody's hearts and mind clear, uh, we get ready to go to go to work. But make sure we put on our armor and make sure in our loadout we got prayer with it. Miss um, Quick, your heart and mind clear? Yes, it is. Thank you. I love you. Twin, your heart and mind clear? Heart mind clear, Twin. Well, I love you. My heart and mind clear. Pastor, if your heart and mind clear, I love you, my brother. Yes, Go on and do your thing. All right, Lord, thank you so much, God, for uh, this this um, conversation, this dialogue tonight. Thank you for the subject on tonight. Uh, God, whether we think it was just a conversation or not, warfare is real. The enemy is real, but, God, you're real also. And so, God, what I love is that um, even though the enemy is here to kill, steal, and destroy, you're here because you came so that we might have life and have it more abundantly. And so, God, even though it's a warfare, we really already won. But that doesn't excuse us, God. We still got to put on the whole armor. We still got to stand, as the Bible said, against the wiles of the enemy. And we got to remember who we belong to and who God really is. We're not going to be afraid because God has not given us the spirit of fear. And, God, I decree and declare right now inside of the quick household, inside of twins' house, even mine and everybody else that may be listening, we bind the enemy right now. And you gave us the power to do that. You said whatever we bind on this earth shall be bound up in heaven, and whatever we loose on this earth shall be loosed in heaven. So we bind the enemy right now, and we command him to come out of our house, out of our mind, out of our heart, out of our children, out of every aspect of our lives, our finances, our health. We command him to come out right now. We plead the blood of Jesus against him, and we tell him you got to leave, you got to go, and you got to go back to the pits of hell where you belong. And, God, we ask you, Lord, to anoint, to cover every household, every person within the household. We ask for you to cover it in your blood. And, God, help us to put on this armor. And don't just put it on and take it off. Let's put it on and keep it on, God. It don't, you don't, and it's not going to hurt us to keep it on, God, because that's what's going to give us the power against the wiles of the devil. So, Lord, I thank you right now, and I decree that we're more than conquerors. We've already got the victory, and I give your name to praise, honor, and glory for it. Thank you, Lord. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, man. I'm going to pray the same prayer, Lord, have mercy, in just a minute. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Thank you, too. Well, that concludes tonight's episode of From the Streets to the Pulpit. I am your host at number one with uh, Ms. Quick and Dr. Twin and Pastor Robinson. Um, my family, uh, if you're going to get ready for war, make sure you're fully equipped. 
Make sure you have your entire armor. Make sure you have your allies. And remember, if they're not praying for you, either you need to be praying for them or remove them from your life. But the most essential part of war is prayer. Remember that. God loves you. We love you. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll speak to you then. Peace. Oh.